newest episode of Power in Pajamas. I am one of your hosts, Anissa Reddix, joined by our other host, Dr. Ann. Hello, everyone. Well, we're excited to be here today, and it's been a busy time getting ready for the fall. The, the season is changing, weather is changing finally. It's not summer weather, but it seems like we're just going to move right into winter. But um, things are pretty hot here because we have with us our guest for today, Danita Hayes. Hello. We are so excited. Danita Hayes is a local real estate mogul. I'm just going to claim it. You're okay, real estate mogul. I'll take that. 13 years um, in the industry. Um, not only is she just phenomenal in the real estate industry, but she has a very important job, and that is she is a mother. Yes. A mother of two. Boy three. Mother of three. I'm yes. sorry. Boy. One boy and two girls. One boy mm. and two girls. Give us their ages. So I have 21, um, my oldest daughter, 15, and my son is 13. Wonderful. So we are going to have a good time in this session just getting to know Danita. Um, one of the things that we want to accomplish through Power in Pajamas is to really build on the expertise of the women in our local community. Um, we hope to have a presence beyond Hampton Roads, but I happen to know um, that there are some pretty phenomenal secrets right here in Hampton Roads. So we're starting here, and then we're going to move out nationwide. Awesome. Um, so before we get started, I love your look. Thank Who are you, you. wearing? Well, I am wearing Tarjay. All right. All right. <laughs> My Tarjay. All right. Okay. All right. Very cute. Very cute. <laughs> and Ugg uh, slippers. Oh, Ugg. Absolutely. So you told us a fun fact about you before we started filming <laughs> that just fits in so perfectly with power and pajamas. Uh, why did you choose a onesie pajama? Well, um, I revealed to the group that I actually collect onesies. <laughs> it's just something fun to do. Mm -hmm. um, actually, every year, me and my daughter, my 15-year-old daughter, we always pick out new onesies every year, Aww. matching onesies. We just uh -huh. like to do it. It just makes us feel cozy, warm, just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Perfect <laughs> podcast for Danita. Absolutely. So she was prepared. Yeah, so when she said pajamas, uh -huh. I was like, oh, oh this, this is me. Uh -huh. <laughs> I, I just, you know, when we thought of the title of this uh, podcast being Power in Pajamas, you know, so much of us as women in business, uh, mothers, wives, um, so much of us is about running, running, yeah. running, running, trying to make it all happen for everyone who's pulling just a piece of you. Mm -hmm. And so we just wanted to provide kind of a safe place to, you know, put our hair down and just really be able to relax and not worry about, okay, what's your, uh, you know, your attire going to be. So let's just be real and be able to share because what I know our greatest gift to each other really is our stories. Yes. Um, it is so amazing when we are vulnerable, how it just speaks to someone else who's going through something or someone else who's thinking, I had an idea, but I don't know if it's good enough. And then they hear a little bit of your story and then all of a sudden they have the confidence to just move into their next week with a little bit more control in their life. Absolutely. So our goal for, for this um, time together is just to share parts of us. Um, and so for me, the, 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 uh, there's power in pajamas because it reminds me of times when before there were a whole lot of um, requirements of me in life. You know, as a little girl, I was pretty free. 
I could dream. I could think about what I wanted to do. There was no one stopping me. I had. I was fortunate that I had a lot of people in my life where, you know, while I didn't come from the tr traditional mother, father, you know, two-parent household, I came from a village. You know, my grandmother had a big part in raising me, and that meant her ten uh, children helped to raise me. Uh, and so, you know, and my mother returned from college, and then our story kind of changed a little bit. But I always remember um, that time after taking a bath, you know, as a young girl and getting the pajamas and feeling safe, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then raising my children, giving them their baths, and then, you know, they're climbing in the bed with me. And it's just, again, a feeling of safety mm -hmm. you know, and comfort. Um, and so I, I want that so much for the girls and women um, who listen to our uh, podcast. So that's kind of where um, the concept of Power in Pajamas came from. So awesome. this is, uh, I ran to Dillard's. Dillard, I love Dillard's. And um, this is Cozy Who? Cozy Sue. Cozy Sue. <laughs> Whoever you are, go Cozy Sue. Um, this is really cozy. So you all, um, it's, it's a nice winter kind of um, pajama set. And so you're looking good in your Ralph. Thank you. This is, you know, classic Ralph Lauren. Got the paisley print, the blue. UNC graduates, so I always have to wear blue when I can. Very good. Nice. Uh, UNC blue. So, Danita, talk to us. First of all, let's start with <clears throat> your goals for your business. Give us a little bit of background on your business. And then as you look at 2019, what are your goals for your business? So basically, we started about four years ago, 2014 is when we first started um, the company, Hayes Real Estate Team of HBM2. Um, as you mentioned before, I've been in the business for 13 years, but just in 2014 was when I decided to start my own um, company as a real, a real estate broker. Um, the goals that I have actually for 2019 or the goals that I have for our company is for us to be global not just local but we would like to have multiple locations in different um, states and have different uh, brokerage firms in different states me not necessarily being licensed in all of those states but um, branching out and connecting with other agents and brokers who may be interested in opening up firms under our name but they will be licensed in that particular state just so that we can branch out and just grow so that is the goal of where we are trying to go or where we are going to go. And so basically, you know, it's been a journey. I can definitely talk to uh, new entrepreneurs and those who have ideas. The first thing I would tell you is to write it down, just like the Word of God tells us, to write the vision and make it plain. So write down whatever your idea is, write it down, and then just start to take small steps towards whatever that goal is that you have. You don't have to, I think a lot of people get scared because they look at the big picture of what has to be accomplished, but you can have small victories. We don't, you don't despise small beginnings. Um, the small things that you do on a daily basis is what's going to bring you to that big, huge goal. Mm. So let's unpack that a little bit. Mm -hmm. So one thing you said, I heard the word team. Yes. Uh, and I just light up when I hear that. So, um, you know, we are so much better when we connect with others. Who Absolutely. Can understand our vision. As you said, we wrote the vision, made it plain so others can run towards it. So those who 
help to make our vision a reality. So talk to me a little bit about your team and what they bring um, to your success. Yeah, I would love to talk to you about that because that's even though the name says Hayes Real Estate mm -hmm. Team and we do have other team members, I had to learn as an entrepreneur that I can't do everything on my own. And this is something that I'm, this is a recent lesson for me, maybe in the, the past two years, mm -hmm. I had to learn that I had to bring others on board who agreed with my vision, who could see where I was going, um, that were positive and wanted to help me to push the vision, but also people who had other expertises that, that I didn't have. And so in the beginning, I struggled with that because I felt like I needed to do everything on my own. It was almost like I felt like I had to prove something um, to myself and to the world that I could do this myself. But you're absolutely right. You're so much better um, when we connect with others and we we actually have a team and we work as a team and everybody knows exactly what their role is so I mean that's definitely something that I had to learn and for new entrepreneurs you know get a team get those people and make sure that you get the right people on your team the ones who you connect with the ones that you feel like are really there to help push your vision and they have to believe in your vision as well because you don't want to have the wrong people on your team that are trying to sabotage you know your ideas or what it is or where you're Definitely. trying to go yeah mm -hmm. you know 12 years ago I formed Artix and I always tell people it's a business that was created out of demand, not necessarily desire. Uh -huh. I did not, I, I ran divisions for large corporations. I relocated back to Hampton Roads for personal reasons and um, because I was um, so involved with the development of a particular program, I was asked to do a contract. Um, so what that meant, it grew to a point where I couldn't do it alone. Uh -huh. So then I had to add individuals to my team. And uh, so for me, my experience, it hasn't been getting work. That has never been the challenge in these 12 years. My biggest challenge has been to find the right people who can see the vision beyond what it looks like today. Yeah, that's who, key. You know, and building for the future, not just handling the crisis of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I often, you know, I pray over my business every morning, yes. every afternoon, and every evening. Yes. And my prayer is that I have discernment, discernment mm. of the right people to put in my circle, the right business to capture, because not all business is good business. That's right. Um, and so I'm wondering for you, I know that you do Motivational Mondays. Yes. And so... Um, I'm not sure, maybe you can tell us a little bit about that, where did that come from, and uh, is it a two-way conversation, or are you... Nope, it's just a video okay. Um, okay. that I post on my YouTube channel, okay. Motivational Mondays. Um, mm -hmm. It's Danita Hayes, so subscribe to Danita Hayes' YouTube channel. Um, basically, you know, the reason why I birthed that is because I remember when I was a new, well, I'm still s sort of new, mm -hmm. entrepreneur, and how... I didn't really have a lot of confidence in what I was doing. And I want to just encourage other entrepreneurs or other people to know that God has placed purpose inside of you. He has a plan for your life. And whatever it is that he's called you to do, don't be afraid. Mm -hmm. Step out on faith and let go of your fear. So I just want to encourage people. And I do, 
you know, every Monday sometimes I'll tell little bits about, you know, what my journey has been and how I was able to overcome. Right. And so basically it was birthed out of the fact that, you know, sometimes people are just scrolling through YouTube right. or scrolling through Facebook and they may just happen to, to see it. Um, I went to, my daughter, um, she is a senior at VSU mm -hmm. and she was actually in a pageant, the black and gold pageant mm -hmm. this weekend. She won. And I was so amazed, thank you, that a lot of the young people who follow me on Instagram go to her school. A lot of them came up to me this mm -hmm. weekend and just said, Thank you so much for your motivational Mondays, you know. And I am speaking to the youth because a lot of them, they just don't know um, the power that they have on the inside of them. And so I just want to encourage that, um, encourage them to do whatever it is, you know, that God has called them to do and not be afraid and just to let their light shine. So it was really, um, it was good to know that the kids are, they're really listening to what I'm saying and they're retaining it and spitting it back out to me. Mm -hmm. So that lets me know that you know this is something that God wanted me to do and so I did it that's really incredible so I know another project that you do is your prayer calls can you tell us a little bit about how that got started and what your goal with that is okay so out with that one I was actually asked um, by Lanika Scott she is um, she's I would say she's like a, a, a spiritual sister or a prayer sister mm -hmm. a, a spiritual mentor um, it's really funny how we met. We just met on Facebook and one day out of the blue, she called me and she was like, um, God is telling me that you have something to share, um, with the people that are on my platform with my prayer call. And I'm like, really? Because what was happening during that period of time in my life, I was having these really vivid dreams, just dreams. And, um, I was telling her about the dreams and what God was telling me it meant. And so she wanted me to share it on the prayer call. And so that's what I did. And then, um, she asked me to just come on as a regular person, um, a regular facilitator. So basically we do that every month. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 5.30 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. And I'm going to tell you, the people, they, they love it. They're waiting for it. They need it, you know. And I actually started getting on the prayer call right before I started my business, and it helped me. And so... Um, I just feel like it's it, it's called the lifeline prayer call and it is a lifeline for people that's just going through whatever their situations are it could be business could be personal we're just there to encourage them and to lift them up and let them know that they're not alone well i tell you um you know being in the real estate industry you know things are looking up right now but there, yes. there was a time when it was pretty dark it was um and it was during the time that you you started really going full-time mm -hmm. in real estate. Yep. So what got you through those times? Prayer. <laughs> Prayer got me through those times. But it's so ironic that you said that because, before, okay, so in 2011, it was really bad. Mm -hmm. And that was the time I actually had to get a job. I was working at a, at a company and doing real estate, doing both of them. And God spoke to me and said, I want you to go full-time real estate. And so a lot of times God will tell us to do things that just does not make sense to other people. Mm -hmm. And I literally quit my full-time job, getting a check every two weeks, benefits, and just went full-time with real estate. Of course, I was scared, but I knew 
that it was God talking to me. I knew it was him speaking to me. And, you know, I recognized his voice. And I just look back on that time and I say, you know what, if I would have been disobedient, I just probably wouldn't be here right now. But yeah, I mean, the market, you know, some, it was just kind of like not in a good place. But what I had to learn is that um, with the real estate industry, there are things that you can do as a realtor to basically keep your business steady. And so I had to learn that I was in control of the business that I got, regardless of what was going on around in the industry. I was in control of my lead generation. I was in control of doing consistent, um, I call them income producing activities every single day to keep my pipeline full. So I was in control of that. And that was something that I had to learn. And that's something that I teach my agents as well, that it doesn't matter what the market is doing around you, but if you continue to build relationships, network, you do um, the income producing activities that we teach you every single day, your pipeline will stay full. Mm -hmm. You know, Danita, if you just spoke about your daughter at Virginia State and congratulations on her. Thank winning, you. Uh, you know, the, what does it say? The acorn doesn't fall far from the tree. You're beautiful. <laughs> Thank so, you. Um, so, you know, uh, one of the things we want to get through on this podcast is the price of arriving at adulthood for our girls. Yeah. So uh, you and I share that we have daughters. Yes. Um, I have a son also. You have one um, son. Uh, and so I'd love for you to kind of give, when you think about legacy, and what you're leaving for your girls in particular. What are your thoughts daily about legacy? You know, I, I think about that every yeah. morning when I get up. I think about how am I living my life and what will the story be mm -hmm. that my girls will tell and, and others will tell my girls. Yeah. Definitely my boys also. Mm -hmm. But um, as a mother of girls, what does legacy mean to you and what do you, how do you walk that out there? Yeah, I too think about legacy all the time. That's so important to me. Um, the biggest thing that I want to teach my children, all of them, is and instill in them, is to have a relationship with God. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest thing. And to always make sure that they pray and communicate with God and that they don't do life without Him. I just don't understand how people can do life without God. I would be a crazy woman in a straight jacket if I didn't have him. And so I think my daughter at the age of 21 now, she's starting to really um, develop her own relationship with God. And she's, you know, because she, you know, they go through things. Um, and so she's starting to develop that. And so that is the biggest legacy that I want to leave with my children. Yes, I want to build wealth and I want them to not have to go through the things that we had to go through as children. I too come from a single parent um, home and I had my grandmother and my grandfather as well. They were very close knit with helping my mom raise us. But I would love to, I want to build wealth for my children. So that is part of the legacy. But the most important is to make sure that they have God in their lives. They put him first because if you have that, everything else will fall into place. The money will come. If you seek the kingdom of God first, everything else 
will be added unto you. And that is my biggest, that is, that's who I am. That's my biggest message to the world. That's my biggest message to my children. And that's the legacy that I want to leave for them. So she's in college. Um, how's that gone? How, you know, trying to instill that in the college life. How, how's that gone? You know what's so ironic? I think that, um, you know, when she was at home with me, teenage, you know how we go through those teenage mm -hmm, years. Mm -hmm. When she actually went away to school, I feel like our relationship became closer. Um, like we talk every day or FaceTime every day. And every little chance that I get, I'm going to always try to instill little nuggets in her. Even though she is an adult, but she still needs her mom. I think we always need our moms, you know, <laughs> and we're blessed to have them. If they're still on this earth, it's a blessing. Um, so never take your mom for granted. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically, I think that, you know, what I have taught her, you know, she hopefully, you know, uses that when she's at school. But like I said, I every chance that I get, I'm still instilling nuggets in her so that she can still continue to grow. So, you know, Nessa, I wonder how, how challenging is it at times when uh, Nessa just graduated from business school, she runs um, our nonprofit. Um, you know, it's one thing if your interests are so different from your, your mother's, uh -huh. but when you have somewhat similar interests, it almost feels as if you're walking in that person's shadow. Gotcha. Um, and uh, I'm just curious, you know, have you experienced that with either of your children? Mm -hmm. Are they interested in some of the same things that you're interested in? Um, actually, my oldest daughter, she is very heavily into dance. Um, she's been in dance since she was three, four years old. So she does all genres of dance, ballet, tap, jazz. Um, everything and what she wants to do is she wants to well she does want to travel and perform but ultimately her goal is to come back here and open up a dance studio so we're totally different in that aspect of it I appreciate the art but that wasn't my calling um, my middle daughter she is just you know she's very smart I mean just very very smart very intelligent wise beyond her years she, I don't know what she's going to do, but whatever she's going to do, whatever she's going to be is going to be great. And my son, you know, he's into sports, so we, I don't know what he wants to do yet. He's really good in math, but you know, we all are different. Um, uh, but I can see how if, um, you know, if we all had the same interest, it would seem as though they were walking, um, in our shadows, but all of my kids are kind of like, different you know but I was talking it's funny because I was talking to my middle daughter and I was telling her I said are you going to take over the family business when when I retire or when I pass away I need to know who is going to be um the person that's going to take it over she said well I'll do it <laughs> she said she would do it she was like well or either I hire somebody to do it but I trust her to oversee everything if that wow. she's the the middle daughter, yeah. At fifteen. At fifteen, yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, as we think about, uh, you're a business owner, you're a mother, um, then you have another key role, your wife. Yes. Um, and so I'm often asked um, when I speak to young women, speak to business owners, 
you know, how do you balance it all? Uh, and how do you maintain a household? So I'm going to ask you, what tips would you give to budding entrepreneurs or really women who are entering the workplace and they're trying to be successful in their careers? How do you manage not losing yourself, mm -hmm. maintaining a marriage, and family, and, you know, a career? Well, the first thing that I do is I pray. When I first wake up in the morning, I just have to have that quiet time alone with God um, because it gives me the inner strength to be able to handle all the tasks that I have um, for that day. On a more practical note, a lot of times we as women try to be super women. We try to do everything. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to have somebody um, who can help you, you know, in whatever area you need. It's okay to have a maid. It's okay to have, you know, a chef if you if you can afford it. You know, it's okay if your kids eat a, a, a meal out of the microwave once a week. You don't have to be superwoman. Um, you're still a good mom and a good wife. Wow. So, Nissa, let's go into our book. Yes, so what is our book for today? We have Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, who's one of our favorite authors. Um, what were your initial thoughts about the book? Well, I, I love, um, first of all, I love Elizabeth Gilbert because I was, I'm a fan of Eat, Pray, Love. Uh, in fact, I actually um, went on a little Eat, Pray, Love excursion. Uh, I, I believe hers was India and I believe Italy. Uh, mine was France um, and Argentina. So just escape and to try to find herself. And it wasn't my story, wasn't exactly her story. This book I love. And there is a chapter that I just want to kind of talk about and get your... Um, you know, feedback, because I think this really holds true in a lot of our lives. And there's a chapter here called Permission. Mm. Uh, and she kind of talks about removing the suggestion box from your life, getting like all everybody's feedback mm. on what you're doing, how you're doing it, why you're doing it. Um, and she talks about your permission slip. Why is it so important that we need someone to give us permission to be creative in our lives, mm -hmm. to go for what we really want to go for? Um, and so she talks about um, if we go back, maybe not the next generation above us, but continue to go back into our ancestry, and we come from a people who were creative. We come from people who, they didn't have all that we have access to, so they had to figure it out and make it happen. Um, and I love this because, I mean, she even went back, um, no, she's not of African descent, but she talked about slaves. And, you know, those who have slaves in their bloodline, they created stuff, um, were given nothing. And so I, I loved, um, that because oftentimes I find even in the workplace that, you know, those who are most valuable to me as a business owner 
are those who can make something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk about entrepreneurs so much, but if everyone's an entrepreneur, then who's helping the entrepreneurs to build their business, yeah, right? So you need entrepreneurs also, and those people who have an entrepreneurial mindset, but they're creative and they know how to make things happen. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and don't ask for permission to make things happen. So I, I love this, uh, the big magic, create, creative living beyond fear. Because fear often will squash any creativity That's true. and any uh, feeling of being empowered enough to make things happen. Um, and so I, I'd love to talk about how, as a young woman, Anissa, how much do you feel that you're still asking for permission to own your life? Oh, um, I personally, and I feel like probably my age, still feel a lot of need for permission um, when you don't have a track record of success yet, when you don't have um, experiences to necessarily fall back on or rely on. I feel like you do want to have the reassurance of people who know better than you do. Um, but I do think that's an important moment when you begin trusting your instinct and not necessarily asking for permission as much. So that's a journey I'm currently mm -hmm. on. Uh, when you first started your business, did you feel like you needed to have permission from those around you or those important to you to branch out? I did when I first started, but I had to draw from my inner strength and I had to make a decision and say, you know what? I don't need the validation of others. I know what I hear on the inside and that's the voice that I'm going to follow. And, you know, I find that when you do that, I mean, all great things just start to happen and it's it's almost like a domino effect. And then once you start to get those, you know, even small successes and then you get more confidence and more um, boldness. But I think the biggest thing, like why a lot of young people have a, a hard time with it is because they really don't know themselves just yet. But my advice to you is to get to know God. When you get to know him, he will tell you who you are. And when he tells you who you are, nothing and no one can stop you from doing anything because you're, know, you're knowing that you're hearing directly from him and he's already validated you. So you don't need the validation of others around you. Awesome. Well, this has been outstanding. Danita, it's been wonderful um, talking to you. Um, Thank you. You know, one of the things as we speak about the different generations, I mean, we're hoping on this podcast, we're focusing on five-year-olds, whether you're five, whether you're 55, you're 105. We are females. We're women just mm -hmm. trying to figure life out. Um, and, you know, every day we learn, every day we grow. And so one of the things I, I teach uh, a business class at, um, at Norfolk State University, so try to connect with, you know, that 18-year-old, they're freshmen. Oh, yeah. Um, and so try to give them an understanding of the world beyond graduating from, from college. Um, and so this is one of the questions I ask them that I'm going to ask you. So hip-hop biz. Mm -hmm. uh, so... There are three quotes from different hip-hop songs because, you know, if you listen to some of the words and some of them, but some of the words, that they really are this profound concepts okay. in there when it comes to business. So, Jay-Z, and when I read these to you, I just want to know which one 
kind of tells a story for, for your life. Jay-Z, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business man. Um, and this was from his uh, man from the parents on uh, Kanye West's track, Diamonds from Sierra Leone. Um, level up, Sierra, keep your moves silent, your money invested, your life low key, and your prayers even louder. And then Tupac, everybody is at war with different things. I'm at war with my own heart sometimes. So of those three, which one of those do you feel like uh, resonates with you and why? Definitely level up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do love level up. But um, even you with that last one with mm -hmm. Tupac, uh -huh. but that is so true. A lot of times the battle is in your mind. It's not even, you know, people... We think that people are focusing so much on us, and they're not. <laughs> the really? battle is in your mind. You're Absolutely. thinking, oh, well, what will they think? They don't care. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, don't ask for permission. Just do it. Uh, but definitely the one that really resonates with me uh -huh. is Level Up. I've never listened to all the words uh -huh. of the song, and I am so... Um, just out of touch when it comes to these songs but I heard that one and I was like oh this is it's a positive song I really yes. like it I really do like it but definitely that one resonates with me all right Nessa what's our closing quote so our motivational moment for this episode this quote comes from Jessica Moody who is a writer your presence is your trademark in this world no one else can substitute nor replicate your shine Awesome. Oh my God. Awesome. Uh, you know, being present is everything. Um, and, and, you know, in order to shine, you know, you can't be everywhere at one time. And that's about balancing your life, you know, and being okay. Can't tell you the number of times um, just the last week, Amon, our middle child, son, he had a soccer tournament. Um, I was being honored. I could not be at a soccer tournament. Um, and so I couldn't beat myself up about that. I needed to be 100% present where I was yeah. um, so that I could shine. And if I were distracted by the fact that I was feeling guilty that I wasn't at his tournament, I would not have had the outcomes I had where I was. And so I owed it to him that if I can't be there, then be 100% where I am. Otherwise, it would have been, you know, a total waste to not have been there. So in order to shine and someone not to steal your shine, you have to be present. And so that's what I take from that is your presence doesn't mean just physically. It means emotionally. It means mentally. Um, it means check completely in and then at the end of it, check out and check in somewhere else. Absolutely. Danita, what about you? Um, I think in order for us to shine as well, another aspect is that you have to be authentic. Mm -hmm. You have to be who you are. Mm -hmm. You know, don't try to be like somebody else because when you are who you are and who it is that God wants you to be, then you're going to attract those people that he intended for you to attract to inspire, to empower, you know, they're looking at, I like the way Danita talks, or I like the way Dr. Reddix talks, you know, those are your people, these are my people, but if I'm trying to be like Dr. Reddix, I'm not going to attract my people. So I look at it as, you know, let your light shine, be who you are, be authentic, be authentically you, and don't try to be like anybody else. Absolutely. So what does it mean to you? 
Well, for me, I think it just talks about how you're irreplaceable as an individual, that we all have different gifts and strengths mm-hmm. and talents, and that even though someone may share certain commonalities with you, that you have an individual um, aspect that makes you unique, and that's what you bring to the table. And so being aware and comfortable with the fact that you're bringing that to the table. Awesome. Well, this is our Thanksgiving episode. Um, we hope that you are surrounding yourselves with love um, yes. during this Thanksgiving. Have so much to be thankful for, um, just to be alive and to be able to connect with so many people. I tell you, I have, you know, for all these years, I have not been an advocate for social media. Um, but times like this make me see the value of being able to connect with people who are not in my area code, in my zip code, those who are not in my state. Um, if we use this as a positive platform, we can transform this world. And so yeah. I hope that you all are enjoying family, enjoying friends during this Thanksgiving season, um, and that you're safe. So subscribe to us on YouTube, Angela Reddix, on SoundCloud, Power in Pajamas. Um, and we are planning for our Christmas episodes, and I just, uh, I only want one thing for Christmas. What do you want? It's not much in front teeth. It is a thousand subscribers to Power in Pajamas. So a thousand subscribers. Look, we're brand new. So hey, I'm just going to claim it. Put it out there. A thousand subscribers. Um, so go to SoundCloud, download and subscribe to Power in Pajamas. So we have a question from the listener today. This is from Stacy, a student at Norfolk State. She writes in, I'm about to graduate in the spring and I'll be getting my bachelor's in psychology. My question for you is, my parents want me to pursue psychology as a career, but my passion is in the arts. I've always wanted to be an actress. What is the best way to tell my parents that after I graduate that I plan to follow my dreams of being an actress? Thank you. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for writing in. I think with all big decisions in life, it's important to have conversations with your parents to figure out what's best for you. They are older and probably wiser and so they can give you insight and wisdom into how to make sure that you're going down a path that's going to work best for you. Of course you should follow your passions. So I think there's always a middle ground you can work through if that's showing them more of your art and showing them more of your passion so they can see that you're serious about it and that you're willing to take the risks involved with pursuing a career in the arts, you'll gain their respect. But also be open to their feedback and their thoughts as they have seen some things, done some things, um, and probably can give you some insight as well. Thank you so much for listening best of luck so like we said we want a thousand followers for christmas so while you're with your family and friends over thanksgiving make yeah. sure that you share and spread the word um you can follow us on youtube at angela reddix you can download soundcloud and subscribe to power pajamas you can follow dr Ange on instagram at i am dr Ange reddix r-e-d-d-i-x and you can follow me on instagram at nisness n-y-s n-y-s-s and danita don't you have some updates for us as well I do, I do. So I just wanted to let you guys know about our fifth annual toy drive and Christmas gala. This is the fifth year that we've done this. And basically what we do is we um, host a gala. This year it's going to be on the Spirit of Norfolk. And all well, a portion of the proceeds are donated to Hearts Full of Grace, which is a nonprofit organization. And basically they help families that are experiencing homelessness during the holiday. And so we want to make sure you come out, have a good time, party with a purpose, um, even if you want to give a donation um so guys you can follow me um at uh, Danita Hayes YouTube channel 
or you can also go to my Facebook page, Danita Hayes. On Instagram, it's at Hayes Real Estate Team. And so um, if you're interested in donating, reach out to me. Or if you want to get tickets, we still have tickets. The tickets are $70. Again, that will include, we're going to be on the Spirit of Norfolk this year. It's going to be December the 7th from 8.30 p.m. to 12 midnight. So we will be cruising on the water, partying with a purpose. And again, the proceeds are going to a beautiful nonprofit organization to help children and, and families that are experiencing homelessness. Fantastic. Well, thank you. thank you so much for tuning in, and we will thank see you, you next episode. Bye. This episode of Power in Pajamas was sponsored by Just Pick Juices, located at 415 North Military Highway, Suite 15 in Norfolk, Virginia. Check out the next episode of Power in Pajamas, where we sit down with author Q.